Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you. As always, is Bob live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Today is October the f- October <laughs> April fifth, twenty twenty. Uh, tonight's guest is not Kurt Cobain over there on the right of me, but is Mr. Kevin Quinn. How are you? Heyo. What up, man? What's up, Pippin? So we had some technical possibilities with that uh, opening there, but hey, we're here. We're here together. Oh, let me turn the volume down. <laughs> so yeah, dude, how you been since uh, last week when I talked to you? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, got to get out of the house uh, a couple days back to back, which was nice. Um, you know, uh, today was a great day. Went outside and took a nice long walk with the family. So that was good. Break up some of the monotony and, uh, uh, I do have work still, so um, I was out yesterday uh, running a few appointments. So, um, you know, good stuff. Trying to uh, stay positive. So today's the first day that I um, – today's the first day I went outside. Or excuse me, not outside, but the first time I got in my car and actually went somewhere, right? So today I went – I've been talking a lot with my grandma on FaceTime, you know. And, you know, FaceTime is FaceTime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At 8 years old, you really don't give a shit about FaceTime or technology. You just want people in real life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I drove up there, and um, I was outside her window for a bit. And uh, today was the first day that I wore a mask, like, out. So, like, well, first off, this morning I wore a mask. No, yesterday I wore a mask on my, like, walk. And then today I wore a mask again. And on my walk today with my mask, like, it was just the oddest situation, man. People were just staring at me like I was like from like Planet Melmac, you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Was that a Bosom Buddies reference? Is Planet Melmac from Bosom Buddies? Was it Bosom Buddies or what's the other one I'm thinking about? You love Bosom Buddies though, and I love Charles in Charge. Oh, no, uh, was that uh, not, not um, oh my God, Mork. Who? Mork. Oh, Morgan Mindy. Mindy. Yeah, Planet Melmac. Yeah. <laughs> right. Was that, or was that Alf? Am I getting them all no, just jumbled? Yeah. Drew just said it's Alf. <laughs> Alf. There you go. Okay. Planet Melmac. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Drew. Thank you, Drew, for uh, participating here in this live Bobcast. Um, what was he saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, I'm, so, Melmac. I'm like walking on the street, right? And uh, <clears throat> I got my, my, ha- my mask on. My wife is making masks right now. I don't have any here in the room but i'm and, and actually yeah i do she's making like these types of masks they got buttons on them mm-hmm. like a little elastic on the side there i believe she contacted you you're going to get a mask somebody needs a mask. yeah we made a mask for you nice so if somebody out there um needs a mask and doesn't have one um you're definitely not coming into my house to get the mask but we can arrange a drop off point i may even just tack them to the tree out front <laughs> and uh you know what better way to uh give back to the community what's up Zill? what's up scott devaney what's up ryan hey ryan what's up jt 
What's up, Judah? Judah, you're always loyal to me, man, watching all these bod bod <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> well, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, like I'm I'm like running, I'm like I'm like on the street, I'm walking, and I got my big headphones on, I got my mask. One of the things that I'm realizing too, I don't wear glasses all the time, right? I'm not somebody who has glasses to see in life. But yo, if you have glasses and you're wearing a mask, you can't see shit, dude. Your yeah. glasses fog right up. Fogs up. Do you ever go paintballing? No, but I would love I would have loved to in this previous COVID life. <laughs> it's it's like almost the same exact thing issue you run into when you go paintballing because you're running around so much, you have so much um, you know, adrenaline and sweat that your your mask tends to get fogged up unless you have like a good cover over your nose mouthpiece. Uh, that was always a problem. I've only been paintballing a few times uh, until I broke my shoulder, but the every time oh, I went, oh, never, oh, yeah. you broke your shoulder playing <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were that far into the game that your physical Dude. prowess just took over, and you were just jumping in. No, it's that I'm that uncoordinated and and, and uh you know uh, unfit that I broke my shoulder. No, I was um <clears throat> I think I was um 31 or 32, and uh, it was like first or second course of the day, and it had rained the day before. It was like a, a bit muddy, and I was like hunched down ready to go ready for them to blow the whistle they blew the whistle i was crouched down i i went saw the spot i went to run and, and go to the next spot and as i went to to get some momentum and run i slid and just ate shit across the mud so bad and my arms went out in front of me and i went down hard got back up composed myself went about it and then i went to do the same thing and fell again and oh. i'm hard on the on the left side I played the whole rest of the day, but the whole day I felt like this popping in my shoulder. Um, and by the end of the day, I couldn't, I couldn't even move. I couldn't even move my arm. I couldn't lift it up. It was, so I went to the doctor, got an MRI. They said I uh, fractured the humeral head. I tore my uh, bicep and um, uh, I'm trying to think what the other thing was. Anyway, I jacked up my shoulder. It was pretty bad. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking about this last night, like just being careful around the house because I don't want to go to the hospital for like spraining my ankle or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I saw today on the news that I don't, and I, I'm pretty sure this is true, but I mean, like every time I look at the news and like I look at the website that, you know, like it's coming from, I'm like, never heard of this before. This mm -hmm. could be some like, you know, but if it is true, it is insane that that um, hospital ship, excuse me, that hospital, you know, boat that's in New York, that hospital is for patients who don't have COVID. They yeah. don't have coronavirus, and they accidentally transported some patients there who had COVID, I believe, last night. Mm. I was like, "What, dude? Like, come on, man!" Um, yeah. People online right now are talking about. Ryan says he needs the N95 mask. Scott DeMate yeah. said that uh, he went to the store in his ski mask and got looked at like he was crazy. Dude, same thing for me. Okay, people looking at me like I'm crazy. Look, I was crazy before all this shit. I'm even more crazier now, and I'm wearing a mask. We're Yesterday. Let me ask me, when you went for your walk today and you were wearing your mask, did you notice anybody else wearing a mask? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the first so we time. don't have one yet. So we, we ordered one the other day when um, um, Liz, my wife, was like, I think they're going to put in an order that we're going to have to wear – have a requirement to wear masks. Yeah. We leave the house. We should probably get some. So we, we put it in order for one. It's not coming till this week. And then sure, you know, it, it came up. But we went for a walk today and we saw a bunch of people out walking around and nobody was wearing one. 
Yeah, some people aren't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then another thing too is like it's weird because it's like those those people like give you this look, like, what are you crazy? Like, look, I'm just being protective, okay? I'm a dad, dude. It's my most important job out there. It's not bring some shit home with me, right? Absolutely. And like I'm just not gonna do that. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna put myself in the position to be exposed to it. Now, a lot of people um are making their own masks. I saw I saw this picture on Instagram, man. I laughed out loud. So, you know, like the um like when it's your birthday and you wear that like um cone hat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she had the cone hat over yeah. her nose. Dude, Jasmine, Jasmine Lewis posted that the other day. I saw that. And I was like, I can't, I just commented on the thing. I was like, now it's a party. I saw that. <laughs> Some people here are saying that they're, they're scared to buy, or Tristan says he's scared to buy a mask online. Look, Tristan, um, my wife's making masks. Okay, here's a, here's a couple. This is one of the ones she, she made today. It's got the loops. She's making new ones with buttons on there. So like you could like adjust it so your ear doesn't feel like it's ready to rip off. Um, private message me and uh, I'll arrange something like that for you, like a pickup. Uh, you're not coming in my house at all, though, bro. <laughs> Love you to death. Don't come nowhere near me. <laughs> Jackie Cooper, Lori, Jen, Neil Ramirez, and William Pratt. Look, here's the other thing, right? So I did go out today. I go to see my grandma. I'm wearing the mask. Obviously, she can't hear shit all in the third floor, but, you know, yeah. you can see I'm there. I'm wearing the mask, right? And then the visits cut short. Like my Sunday visit with my grandma used to be about like an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, dude. We start listening to shit on YouTube. I could spend a couple hours there because I, I used to like go there, like not only because I love my grandma, but like when you're around somebody who's who's old like that, right? Time moves slow, and then it makes you move slow, and it makes you like kind of like reflect on the things that are important in your life, right? Mm -hmm. So I would go there Sunday, and it was kind of like a therapy session, right? Now I can't do that shit no more. I can't go sit in the room with her and do things, and it drives me nuts, dude. I do have a nurse. Her name's Taki, and she FaceTimes me during the week. But it was a tough visit, right? And I wasn't ready to go home right after my visit with my grandma, so I got back in my car. I was like, I'm going to go for a ride. I haven't been on a ride in so long, man. Mm -hmm. Drove by Dunkin' Donuts on 202. Mm -hmm. I was shocked to find out that Dunkin' Donuts on 202 is still open, okay? They're open for takeout and they're open for, or, excuse mm -hmm. me, they're open for the drive-through and carry-out. Mm -hmm. Inside, I yeah. saw a dude wearing, okay, trash bag, gloves, and a mask to go inside to get a large iced coffee. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, dude, you got all these precautions on. You're wearing all these things to go get something that you used to love to do. Look, I'd love to go get myself a grande hot coffee from uh dunkin donuts it was my thing on the weekends okay saturdays I, I pop on down there by the one by starbucks and i get the they had that girl scout cream my god dude but i ain't doing that dude because i'm not gonna go expose myself to people in this environment and i can't make sense of the fact why are these essential stores still open is coffee mm -hmm. essential yes i'm drinking it right now but i made this shit i made this mm -hmm. what do you think i mean uh... You know, you think about uh, a lot of the food places, restaurants, just in our general area are suffering drastically because of what's going on. Because a lot of them, uh, you know, are sustainable because of their bars, right? And, they, and the crowds of people that come in there and they're just all hurting. Like uh, one of our favorite restaurants, Lucky Dog, they shut down, you know, for the order when it first came down of that no you know, gatherings. And then it turned into, well, we're just going to do uh, takeout. And then just recently, they're like, we're shut down completely right now. Oh, so, 
Yeah, so they're so they're not even doing carry out anymore, and it's like more and more. A lot of places are starting to go that route where they initially were like, let's just do carry out. Now places are like, we can't even survive that way. So I think a place like Dunkin' Donuts can survive because they're really limited to, you know, like breakfast sandwiches, donuts, and coffee, which can be pretty easily read, you know, easily made pretty quickly. Um, you know, and you don't really have a, a large staff that you need to have there too. So, um. But um, yeah, you read what he just wrote. <laughs> what he said? Kevin or Keith D'Angelo says Kevin's internet is better than mine. Nicer hair, nicer internet. It's not fair. <laughs> no, dude, yours was so spot on yesterday, Keith. I, I watched last night. Hopefully, you saw the comments. I was like, I you know I have a six month old, so it was like I I had I couldn't watch it straight through. I had to watch it in in phases. So like, there's these random like uh, comments I'm putting on as you guys were talking <laughs> yesterday. Um, no, dude, my hair is crazy. We're talking about. I just, I just saw yesterday that my uh, yeah last week I, I get my hair cut at Men's Club Barbershop. Shout out to Jay Connors, my dude. Um, they're shut down the whole rest of this month. So I was like, do I just shave my head and like let it grow back? And you know, he does what he does when this is over, or do I just like see how long it can go? It's time to grow your hair long again, dude. I, I. I I can't. I, I work in sales in home in home sales where well, they go kind of presentable. So one of my hair, you know that process of growing your hair out where it looks crazy for a while. Like your yeah. hair now is at a perfect point where it's a good length and you'd be fine with it. You could trim a little off and you'd be fine. You could grow a little bit longer and you'd be fine. But you know that weird time where it's going from short to long where you just look yes really. The last time that I had that was in 2011, right around the time you broke your shoulder. I yeah. Hair, and my mom said, hey, Bob, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but you kind of look like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> your dad said you look like a dick? No, my mom. Oh, your mom said that. Yeah, because she liked it long. So like, it's some interesting mm -hmm. comments right here from, uh, well, Jen saying, Jen Melanelli saying that uh, she's making a mask herself just using two rubber bands and a bandana. Wow. Zill Fessler says this. He thinks that most of the restaurants were doing takeout because they were just staying open long enough to use up all their stored food. That's true, too. Yeah, for sure. We, we try to support Eisenberg's, too. I know Keith does as well. Um, so, you know, we, we, we've been trying to do takeout when we can here and there um, just to try to support our local, our community, you know, um, to keep those businesses afloat a little bit. I mean, I know I like, you know, I'm not trying to sound like I'm the end all be all, but you know, I think every little bit helps, especially in this climate, you know, so there's little things I can do like that. So be it. What's up, Benny Mikowski? Birthday. Happy birthday, Ben. Sorry that you're in the quarantine, but you guys look like you're having fun over there. Um, yeah. What so, were you saying before that? I don't know, dude. We just went on a tangent. We talked about like eight different topics in like a matter of two minutes. So what's cool. That's what we do here. But yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. Um, I have, I like, I, I, it's a hard thing to um, gesticulate this and to like come across. I don't want to offend anybody who's supporting restaurants, but I mean, I've been on the record saying that I haven't had any food that I haven't prepared in 24 days. Now, okay. I've been dreaming about pizza, dude. Like, I've been having these. First off, I had this band called the Pizza Collection, who's coincidentally, they're going to be performing. Um, this week, I'm doing a show, too, as well. You can see right here at the uh, top of the world, uh, 10. Uh, each artist is going to cover a song from Nirvana. It takes place on April 8th. April 8th is the day that the news media found out about Kurt Cobain's death. 
So I figure, you know, let's do something thematic so we could like, you know, do stuff. And they got this this band called the Pizza Collection, and they do all these songs, and they all the songs revert back to pizza. And I think it's genius. Yeah. And dude, like I don't know what it was about that band, man, but I start having dreams about pizza. Like, <laughs> open up the box and shit, and then the cheese, like kind of like, like it's stuck there. It used to like piss me off, dude. I would salivate to see that. <laughs> so we went to the grocery store and we bought pizza. Um, I, it's in the other room. I can't remember the name of the box of pizza, but dude, I used to hate frozen pizza. Yeah, cooked frozen pizza last night, and I cooked it for the desired amount of time plus two minutes. What kind? Francesca's, I don't know, but it was a supreme pizza. Uh, I usually don't eat meat, and I ate meat last night. And I'm going to tell you one thing, dude. I was in love. I was in love. Yeah. With I was in love with the sauce. I didn't care that I burned the, the upside part of my mouth. Mm. What I would not do to have some Charlie's, or even what's that 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 place that you introduced me to? Um, remember last summer we got the Sicilian pizza over there in West Coast. Oh, Vivanettos, dude. I got the best Sicilian in the area. Is that Vivanettos? Yeah. With the, yeah. the Brooklyn-style pizza? No, no, no. Uh, we we did Vivanettos. We did uh, the <laughs> Sicilian with the chicken parm. Chicken parm Sicilian. Oh, man, dude. Yeah. But yeah I could go for pizza. I really want that Dunkin' Donuts coffee. But now I'm starting to like, like I'm off of it. Well, I'm done. You know? And then you, did you see there was, um, there's like a video sketch out there. It's a, a Canadian uh, high test where this uh, – like, Mountie or whatever pulls over this car full of people and they're all stoned and they'll smoke billows out of the car and he's like hey i'm gonna do it and he's like hey how are you and she's like hey hi how are you he's like how high are you she's like hi how are you he's like we're gonna do a field sobriety test here he's like answer this question for me how come pizza which is round comes in a square box and then it's cut up in all tiny little triangle pieces i didn't even think of that <laughs> and she's like, "Whoa, that's it. That's the end of the joke." That's a good joke, though. But I mean, like, I was just thinking about pizza again, dude. So yeah. pizza, and like, I'm thinking about like I've never thought about how much geometry is involved with pizza. Yeah, yeah. Circles, square, square, triangles. Circle, square, triangle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would even eat that Papa John's pizza right now. That used to make me wake up at two o'clock in the morning, feeling like I was going through like the Sahara. Like just like oh, I need something to drink. I'm so dehydrated. Like and mm -hmm. remember they used to come with that garlic sauce stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shake it up. Shake up the little garlic butter sauce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is good, man. What's up, Brian Gregan? Uh, Keith D'Angelo says he had Tony and Joe's last week. He waited an hour to pick it up. Oh my god, dude, Tony. I don't know. Like Tony and Joe's. I have like a. I don't know, man. I have a love hate thing with them. Like I feel like sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not good. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel that way about Friend Zones, man. You know, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Watching from Friend Zones here, it was mm -hmm. Howard Davenport's birthday yesterday. He wrote this post years ago. It made me crack up laughing, talking trash mm -hmm. about customer service there. And, dude, I went in there one time, and the dude who rang me up for the pizza looked like he knew me, wanted to fight me, hated the cut of my jib. And I was just like, dude, like, what? and then you want me to pay for this? Like, come on, dude. Like, get somebody else over. This one guy looks like Keanu Reeves. Put him in there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> be alive. This other guy is not happy to be alive. Maybe he lost out in the lotto machine too many times. That's right next to the cash register. Mm -hmm. But, dude, I refuse to go there. And even in the apocalypse, I'm not going there no more, dude. <laughs> not going. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I always feel like uh, – yeah, I was. we were just talking about the other day. I feel like back when Amer Great American Pub used to be Roughhouse Records that Tony and Joe's was like on point. And now really? it's like they're kind of like, eh. Don't you ever work at Java Man? Yeah. 
Do you remember I used to like let you guys all in there at the end of the night and like I would just feed you guys everything? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I remember like I remember this one time particularly. It was like right when uh, what was the corn's what's corn's second album called with uh, Adidas? Oh, uh, Life is Peachy. Yes, Life is Peachy. Yeah. I had playing. You came in with like Drew, TJ. I forget who else was there, but I had this cake. It was called Dark Side of the Moon Cake, and it was like this large, decadent chocolate pie. And like, mm-hmm. I gave you guys the whole thing, you know. I was like, <laughs> you know, it was like dollars uh, worth of cake. That was like ninety five, ninety six, I think. I remember um, we went to go see them. It was me, Nick Malmos, and uh, Letterman actually went to see Corn wow. uh, when Life Is Peachy came out. And uh, we'll never forget we're we're uh, there was like this huge pit that broke out. And we all were just kind of like backing up away from it. And it was like this one dude hit another dude, hit another dude, hit another dude, and then ended up hitting Letterman. Uh, and he just no started gushing blood. And we were like, oh, really? Not going to be. Yeah, it was crazy. But I mean, you know, we were, you know, 15, 16 years old. So whatever. We were like, oh, it's cool. oh, I remember this, dude. I remember when um, that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy about that album. What was it called? Life is Peachy, right? Yeah. It was dark that album, and I remember I used to play it in the coffee shop. Yeah, and, like, we'll be coming in to like have like Sunday like brunch, like you know, like we get a croissant, you know, nice, nice americano, and I'd be bumping corn in there. Yeah. Like, and I'm talking like bumping it too. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, I used to have this friend uh, Marcus. He used to always say when he would, uh, you know, try to test out new speakers in his car, he would always put on corn. Really? Yeah. Just to test out how heavy the bass was and how and how how good his levels were. I read an article recently about them, and um, it was like Jonathan Davis talking about how he was disappointed in himself that the making of their debut album, he was high on meth the whole time. I mean, yeah. What are you gonna do? It's, it's your story, though. It's part of you know who you are. That's your journey. Like if you didn't have that part of you, you wouldn't be who you are today. You know what I mean? Like. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't think people should spend too much time in regret because you can't change the past. You know what yeah, happened. I agree happened. with that statement one hundred percent. Regret's the worst, dude. Yeah. Especially now. Look at what, come on. You get to you basically get to start all over, man. Life gets to be yeah. much. Which mm-hmm. leads me into this next topic. Okay, we're all social distancing, right? We're all trying to do our parts. I see pictures that you've posted. You're having get-togethers where the six feet rule is established. Mm-hmm. I've seen. People breaking the social distance rules, which brings me to this topic. And maybe for the people who are watching right now, you can chime in in the comments and tell us what you think. I've never been good at being a snitch, man. I've never <laughs> been good at it, but now I feel like compelled. Like back in the day, it's like, I, I, yeah, I mean, like back in the day, I would probably let a lot, a lot of shit go. But now that I'm a dad, dude, like it gets to a point where I'm like, dude, you're jeopardizing like not only myself and my family, mm-hmm. but all humanity. So what are your thoughts on that, Kev? I mean, I'm kind of like a, I'm, I'm like a behind the, behind the scenes kind of like, I'm going to talk shit about you about it, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tattle on you. I know. You know, kind of is what it is. Like, you know, it's like we talked about before, like, um, you know, uh, somebody was having a party, like, right. as this stuff all kind of popped off and you're like, I'm not going to a party. What are you out of your mind? You know, and, uh, you know, that's kind of, I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, people are going to, you know, do dumb stuff, but I'm not about to, you know, go tell on them. But at the same point, I'm not going to participate either. Yeah, man. I just, I, 
but I'm going to talk shit about you to my wife. Yeah, I mean, that's just the thing. It's like, I just want people to be safe. And like, I know a lot of people, um, it's weird because I don't want to name names, but it's like, I know some people think that they're be like, it's, they're lackadaisical. They don't think this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I can tell like from the way they look at me, if I'm wearing like a mask or if I say something online that I'm, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's weird. It's a weird world we live in now where it's divided. Mm-hmm. Like, what else do you need to know when the federal government two weeks ago was like, don't wear a mask. And now they're like, you better wear a mask. Mm-hmm. You still don't wear a mask. And like people, some people are like on here saying like, Oh, they, they, they don't have masks and stuff like, dude, you can make a mask. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Dude, I have so many masks here that are not, you know, uh, surgical masks. But I mean, like, I, I I have this Bane mask from The Dark Knight Rises, dude. I used to wear it and like joke around the house and stuff. I saw it the other day and I was just like, oh my god, dude, like this is a reality now. They, they redid all Tom Hardy's audio in that, didn't they? Because uh, twice. So the first right? film came out, there was a track where you couldn't hear sh- shit. It was yeah. And then they released 10 minutes, I believe, in front of I Am Legend. They used to do that, like show you like the first 10 minutes of Christmas films. And then the feedback came back, like great action sequence, couldn't understand anything. Yeah. And um, they went back and redid it, you know. Tom Hardy was the shit in that. He was great. Yeah, he was great. I like when, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I mean, like, Yes, he was great in that film. Spoiler alerts, but whatever. You survived the pop. Dude, if you haven't seen Dark Knight Rises at this point, I mean, it's go a, fuck think about it. Respect. He's great in the film until the last 20 minutes. And the last 20 minutes, it's revealed that he's just a pawn. His motivation is because he's in love with this, with uh, whatever her name is, Ra's al Ghul's daughter. And like, yeah. it's, dude, like that, that's what you did all this for? It's not because you're like some superpowered criminal who came out of a jail and like was motivated for chaos. Like I just, I, I didn't like that one. I, I mean, I did when it came out. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Albert Oliveri who's watching right now. Uh, we're thinking about you, buddy. But uh, yeah, like divided over the fact, should I wear a mask or should I not wear it? Should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? I mean, like, come on, dude, just be safe. Wear a mask, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the, guidelines that they're saying now is that obviously there's you know don't try to get a uh, medical mask that's that's for our, our um you know medical professionals shout out to every single medical professional right now that's that's still working hard um my cousin crystal my cousin Alyssa, my aunt nancy you know um my mom my stuff yeah so that being said some protection is better than anything you know um so just having even like a cotton mask just covering your face is is as good as what they're saying right now. So yeah, why not? Right? I mean, it makes sense. Client <clears throat> says I've been super cautious and caught it. Still waiting for test results. Eleven days after my test, wear the mask. Can't be too cautious. Wow, I didn't know that. Right. So I heard a story um, today too of um, a friend of mine, and I'm not going to name names just because it's weird. Like you don't want to, like you know expose people for this but um mm-hmm. her dad is showing symptoms and it's mm-hmm. very scary because he's a diabetic and like it just it sucks man it's just like you want everybody to, to, to maintain safety and like the president right now is saying that this week's going to be terrible the president mm-hmm. also said that it's going to be difficult for some people to not go out on easter because it's a religious holiday and then like i saw this video of michael rapaport i think i sent it to you Did i sent it to you mm-hmm. I watch a lot of Michael Rappaport videos. Yeah. Uh, 
he goes crazy on Trump, calls him Dick Stain Trump. <laughs> Dick Stain Donald, I think, right? But uh, if you get a chance, go on his page and watch it. It's funny. Okay. Is he doing a good job? Look, I mean, like, I don't want to yell at anybody. And like, we're past politics at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no sense in being like, well, he didn't do this and he didn't do that. We're already in this boat. You can't do uh, anything, right? Right. I did see a video, and you could watch it on the Bobcast page on Facebook that was on ABC News this morning of W, George W. Bush. W. And either 2004 or five, he goes on vacation, right? He goes on vacation and he reads a book about the Spanish flu. He's so inspired by it that he goes back to Washington and says, we need to set up some stuff in case this ever happens. It's a very interesting video mm -hmm. um, because, you know, some people like, of course, they're divided over W and like, you know, Republicans, Democrats, who cares? Mm -hmm. Did you get a book? And he knew that this was going to happen. And yet it still is here. Um, and I, you know, I don't know which way is up when, you know, who to believe. I watched. The latest Joe Rogan podcast last night with, I believe his name's Zach, Zach Weinstein. And this dude had such interesting things to say. He was saying that the reason why two weeks ago the government said don't wear masks is basically because they needed masks. Mm -hmm. and like they think that that's the practice that they need to abide by, by lying to the public. When you lie to the public to get what you want, you then get what you want. Like, huh? Yeah. I don't want that. You know what I mean? Just say, hey. If you have some masks, some N95 masks, we need you to donate to the hospital because this is what will happen. Just tell mm -hmm. us the truth. I want somebody to tell me the truth, man. Mm -hmm. I watched Joe Biden this morning on ABC's thing with Stephanopoulos. Dude looks like he's ready for bed, dude. We need somebody who's ready to change things and like set up stuff that's going to protect people from future pandemics like this. Because like I was saying with Keith yesterday, this is going to happen again, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Again. For sure. I mean, it, it can happen again this year, you know, because, you know, uh, in, a, in a month or two months from now, when, you know, things are a little bit more lax and we're able to kind of get outside and interact with each other, it doesn't mean that this isn't going to continue to spread. You know, like uh, we don't have any type of vaccine at this point for it. So it's probably going to happen. I don't know if it'll happen, you know, to this degree, um, but this will be around for a while, for sure. You know, this this will probably be close to a norm for us yeah I, it just sucks like you know mm -hmm. I mean, like i miss so many different things of like life before all this and it's like i took them for granted you know what i mean like i took a lot of things for granted like um yeah eric weinstein thank you gussie from brother music it was a great great podcast eric weinstein not zach weinstein and uh, this guy, man, like he, he's like this revolutionary like guy. I think he, he has a trust fund organization, but like he basically says that we should revolt. And am I saying to revolt? Not right now, but I mean, like we should have revolted a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like paying like these taxes and like everything just piling up on top of each other. And then when something like this happens, that's a global pandemic. And you like I mean, like when you find out about this stuff on your own through a podcast on YouTube in January mm -hmm. and tracking it, I was bugging out in Florida. Mm -hmm. and That was a month ago. I've known mm -hmm. about it for a long time. And it's the worst type of situation when you're you're the guy who says uh, could have, would have, should have. You know what I mean? But like we need to change things and we need to, we need to make sure that this doesn't happen. We also mm -hmm. need to make sure this doesn't happen to people in China or Wuhan. We can't be passing the blame about people eating bats and we can't be being prejudiced against other people. This is affecting the whole planet. You know what I mean? And like, I still don't get why people think that that's like a viable way to go of 
hating other people. I, I've never been about it, and I'm still not. Well, it's just easier to point the blame at somebody else for the state of affairs that people find themselves in, you know, instead of taking ownership of stuff. It's like, well, it's I'm in this predicament because so-and-so did that, whatever. I said, I said, I said the wrong name. It's Weinstein, not Weinstein like Harvey. Oh, yeah. Dude, how about Harvey, though, man? Harvey did all these terrible things, and then yeah. you got it? Yeah. That's Can I just say that is that Angus too? The um, yeah, that's that was on the top of the world. Yeah. Huh? That's the the mate from BrotherMusic.com. Uh, I love the way he says your name, Bob. They've been called Bob for years. I love it. Yeah, those guys are great. Definitely check out their uh, their band. Uh, I put the the website in the comments right now from for uh, Gus. Gus is going to come on the show like this next week when he gets his internet back and chat about his his uh, wonderful legacy of a career as far as um, his music and the places he's traveled and how he feels about the world today. Um, yeah, man, what I was saying to you about like um, social distancing, you know, mm -hmm. it's just weird, man, how some people just don't care, you know? No, I know. Um yeah, I mean, it's just, um, I think, uh, you know, we talked about it last week. Uh, there's people, you, you have to find that balance between a healthy fear and an irrational fear, right? And I think a lot of people are taking what we're in way too seriously. And I think there are people that are taking it way too lightly, you know? Um, you know, to say something as cavalier as, well, who, who cares? We're all going to get this. We're all going to be infected with it. Um you know, I think it's just a dangerous thing, a dangerous mindset to have because, yes, it's probably true. However, it doesn't mean we can all get it and have it all at the same time. And that's kind of where we're at because and – it, and it puts such a strain on our healthcare providers because they don't have the capacity to, to take care of everybody all at the same time. And not everybody has the same um, immune uh, system uh, built up. So, you know, some are going to be affected more drastically than others, you know. Um, and I think it's it's just irresponsible for people that feel like uh, you know I have a good immune system, and who gives a shit? It's like it's not about you; it's about you then spreading it to everybody else. It's like I don't know. it just seems very basic and common. Not basic and common. It seems very simple to me to just kind of grasp like, hey, these are just just some common practices you should implement, and we'll probably won't be. In quarantine as long as we need to be but i feel like because people were just like ah screw it who cares um i live in america do what i want that it just you know it put us on the, it put us on the couch longer than we need to be speaking about um sitting on the couch <laughs> move to uh the last topic we'll talk about today and uh if you haven't seen the show turn off right now oh uh, i love season three of ozark my god me too fantastic um because of this well when season two came out, I remember shit from it. Don't mm. remember anything. Don't remember. I remember like Marty saying to like, you know, somebody keep your story straight. You know what I mean? That's about it. And there was no like zeitgeist. There was no moment where I was just like, oh, this is something that's different. Season three starts. My wife says to me, she's like, are you, are you into it? I'm like, yeah. And then like all of a sudden I did get into it. I got into it. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> my favorite character this season showed up. And uh, I could relate to it because I used to be a substitute school teacher and I uh, totally would want to do this all the time. Takes all their cell phones. I'm talking about Ben. Takes the cell phones, 
throws him in the wood chipper, and then beats the shit out of the wood chipper man. Right. Oh my god. Nuts. Yeah, and like I, you know, like the thing that we like any show when you throw in the character who's the wild card that you mm-hmm. don't know what they're gonna do next, it amplifies the plot. I yeah. mean, like Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he's the wild card, right? We know that. He makes each episode crazy because he goes so far to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with Ben, it was such a great character too, because it was like I was saying this to my brother, it was like, okay, first off, it's great to see. I have lots of loved ones who are bipolar. Um, I have lots of uh, loved ones who suffer from mental illness, right? And it's great when you come across something that shows the plight and the struggle of what it's like for your family to deal with, you know? Mm-hmm. And what better case scenario for the villain, I guess, in this this season to be her brother in a way where he's not the classic type of, like, uh, you know, villain where he, they have this goal, but it's like his mental illness is, is what is the conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes off his meds because he wants to make love to his girlfriend that he loves, and then he just goes off the rails. Dude, I was like, this is this is great television, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that uh, Jason Bateman, dude, just gets better with age. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I loved how he was kind of uh, in the background for a while, uh, and you know, he was like big in the eighties and nineties, and then he kind of just made this like resurgence. Like you'd see him occasionally pop up in things like. I remember seeing him um, in uh, Smoke and Aces where he just like, he had this small little role in Smoke and Aces, but it was phenomenal. He stole the entire scene, um, you know, and then from there, it just started to see him here and there and here and there. And then uh, when he landed this role, I was like, he's just, he's perfect for it. You know, and I know that um, not a lot of people are, are fans of Laura Linney uh, in the role too, but I feel like she's had such uh, a great arc too, because you start with her in season one where, you know, she's almost hated. She's the, you know, she cheated on Marty and was like trying to get out. But then he oh, just, yeah. and she knew what was going on with him, like laundering money. And then they have to level with the kids and tell them what's going on because they have to move abruptly uh, to the Ozarks. And, um, you know, and then you see her start to come into her own too, where she, she meets up. I always forget his name. The guy who, um, who was the real estate guy. And um, he plays, He you know, he's in this last season as well. So I always forget his name. But how she like? Huh? The skinny lanky guy that was also on House of Cards. I don't know. Is he skinny? I don't know. He's skinny. I guess he's skinny and lanky. I don't know. He, he's the one who was the real estate guy. The dog was looking the peanut butter off his feet in season one. Oh yeah. He has a fight with his mom, and his mom backs up into the truck and dies. Um, where he he makes his mom into a ring. And then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyonce yeah. this season. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did catch that. He gave his mom to his um, fiance, or, or to make her fiance, whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, um, where the hell was I going with that? You know, yeah, Jason Bateman's awesome. Uh, yeah, I thought Ben was great too. I, I, I love that they introduced so many different characters this season, also. Because um, you're right, like season two. You, you were left on this high from season one, like, oh, I want more of this. And I feel like they gave yeah. us more of it, but I think they gave it to us too quickly where I don't feel like they developed the story as much. You know, um, you know, it left on a pretty high note where, you know, um, the Snells took out um, the Navarro Kingpin guy. And uh, then they're left like, well, what do we do now? And then they had, you know, and they had that whole battle with the preacher and his son Zeke. And there was some good things in season two, but, you know, overall it was, you know, like um, 
when uh, Wendy had a Wendy killed the the preacher, right? In season two, and then they gave Zeke to uh, um, uh, He's Darlene Darlene Snell, right? And then she kills Jacob, and you're like, oh, she spoiler alert when she took out the dude from KC's manhood, dude. Like what, dude? I was like shocked when that happened. Oh, season three. Yeah. Uh, with uh Wyatt with a shotgun. Uh oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh Frank Frank uh Jr. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, so definitely season 3 has been so much more um a breath of fresh air from season 2 and it was I felt like it was more fast-paced uh this season for sure. There was like a lot going on every episode, which is good. And sometimes with season you'll have like one episode where kind of they slow down the storyline a, a little bit, but I felt like every episode of this season was just in your face, fast paced, almost like, almost like if you want to break it down uh, to the point where like, it almost like you're inside Ben's head. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, when you're suffering from bipolar disease, I thought he did a great job doing it. It's weird too. Cause somebody I know on Instagram today was like, dude, he was the worst part of this season. I'm like, huh? But when you're suffering from mental illness, no, you don't know which way is which. You don't know which way to go. And I thought he did a great job with that in, I think it was episode nine, where he just, he messes everything up. I mean, he comes mm -hmm. to a party, starts screaming. Yeah. Uh, he, he, when he went to um, the lawyer's house mm -hmm. and told the lawyer's daughter whether Yeah. I, I was like, oh, no, Ben, dude. Oh, no. Yeah. And then the way that he goes out was so well written. I love that, man. I thought it yeah. was a great um, just transition. And like the fact that they didn't show him getting whacked. Like I thought that was really well done, yeah. Yeah. basically speaking. Um, and then the finale, I mean, it ends on such a great – like it's a cliffhanger where you're like, holy shit. And you can't wait to go back and watch it again. So, I mean, mm -hmm. weird. Like we, we finished that on Friday night, and now we're just like, what do we do now, dude? <laughs> yeah. Our lives. Yeah, it seems that a lot of people haven't watched it yet on here. Um, we lost, uh, we lost lot of people. people. It's all well, whatever. If you haven't watched it yet, watch it. It's it's definitely it's really good. I mean, it's been out. Most people are home and not working. I don't know what else you would be watching because Tiger King is a quick seven episodes, um, so you can watch that in a day or two, and then jump in and watch Ozark season three. Yeah, um, really good. Uh, any recommendations for the people who are still with us? Uh, shoot them my way. I want something serious that I haven't seen before. Uh, but yeah, other than that, though, I mean, the, the odd thing. Um, well, I guess we should bring this back up. I would love to know what you say for season Cohen. He's a disjointed. Such a badass. Who's that? Ruth Langmore. Oh, yeah, she's great. She just tops my list now of like favorite characters on that show. Oh, she's so good, and I love that she like ended her arc this year. And then I still think I, I was saying to my wife, I was like, I really, what's her cousin's name that she loves so much? Wyatt. Wyatt yeah. and uh, three. Double jointed Wyatt, AKA Cobain's clone. He, um, he, I think that they like it. I think they got some Jerry uh, Lee going on there, man. Really good. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis. But yo, I want to ask Lisa Cohen. Uh, so she just joined us now. Uh, we talked about it earlier, Lisa, but, um, in your neighborhood, which is also coincidentally near my parents' neighborhood, do you see people out there breaking the social distance code? And if you do, how does it make you feel? 
Because, yeah, it's got to be weird, right? I mean, like, God, dude, like, especially if you're doing your part and then other people aren't doing your part, like, come on, man. You know? If you could break your social distance code right now, what would be the first place you would go, Kev? Um, the first place I'd go for social distancing is, yeah. is broken. I don't know, dude. I, I don't so – I don't have, like, a – I think I'm gonna. It's gonna be like um, when the seasons change and you're going to get in the pool and you get in slow. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be like that. Where with social distancing, I think it's gonna be um, real slow integration back into how things were before. I can't I can't jump in the deep end and just say screw it with this. Uh, so I don't I don't know I don't know how to answer your question. I don't know what I'll I'll go first. I definitely need to get out and get some hugs. I know, right? Hugs are fun. Yeah, it's really weird, right? I mean, like yeah. Lisa says that she doesn't see anybody in her neighborhood, but maybe they hide when they see her coming. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of people in my neighborhood, and like I actually like know somebody in this neighborhood now who may be infected, mm. and it's weird because I walk by that house every day, and I'm just like, uh. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's like, I think that, like, I mean, I see, I saw a bunch of pictures again this morning of like, uh, California, like a bunch of people on the trails, a bunch of people like next to each other, all wearing masks. And then I watched a video on, I believe it's on CNN and this nurse shows exactly how the germs spread and how easy it is to take it from your cell phone, to take it to, you know, your loved one, you know, like you touch something, you put it on your phone, you put the phone to your ear, you pull your hair behind your ear. Yep. It's just scary man like and like the fact that like the, I, when <laughs> they were saying like yeah well, you want to go out and you want to go celebrate easter like dude like i get it for people who are religious i'm a spiritual person right but you do not need to go to a church right now easter's canceled you know easter's canceled you know what would be ideal i think it would be ideal right now dude instead of going out to celebrate easter you know be the shit dude if he decided to come back next Sunday for real, for real, right? And save us all, be like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> you all with this? Yeah. That would be ideal. I would yeah. enjoy a situation like that. But it's also, too, it's like, I mean, like, there's so many holidays coming up. There's Ramadan. There's Passover. There's Easter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's so many things that are coming up that are spiritual right now in the midst of this madness. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's strange. You know what I mean? Like, it is truly time to pray, you know? Well, yeah, and, and and to your point, like you don't, we don't need to collect in a certain space, you know, um, to practice those beliefs. You can do it, you know, from the privacy of your own home, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. But Easter's canceled. Yeah, Easter's canceled. There's so many things that are canceled. Um, it's weird, man. Summer's canceled, yeah. really. I think you know. I think so too. You know, I yeah. don't be a, getting a uh, you know, <clears throat> a, uh, Mako's, whatever that pizza place is down there. I just don't want to go into places that are crowded right now. It's like, yeah, it's just weird, man. It's just a weird time. Uh, Lisa thinks that we all we all have it, and it's just a matter of time. I mean, isn't that what The Walking Dead's all about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dead basically yeah. saying that, uh, yeah, we all got it when you die. We're you all affected. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I just want my, my son to be okay, and I want my wife to be okay. I want everybody who's watching to be okay, and I don't want anybody to get it. And it's just Manko, Manko and Mankos. I'm sorry, yeah. I haven't had that in so long. But, yeah, that pizza is really good, too. Dude, what is this up with me with pizza, dude? <laughs> it's because of the pizza, man. 
So yeah, so uh, Bobcast ten, right? So you're just gonna keep keep doing it every week, or what's the plan? Uh, I mean, yeah, as long as they don't get mad at me anymore. Like you know, what I mean, like it's. Who get mad at you? Not mad, but it's it's a difficult thing to um, uh, organize these things. Sure. Um, here, let's take a look at what's coming up this week. You're doing a fantastic job. If no one's okay. told you. I appreciate that. You know, yeah. they really do. Let me see if I could show you this. Hide, hide, hide. Here we go. Okay, that's the wrong one. <laughs> oh, we see Nadine's on here. What up, Nadine? Ah, uh, this this is what's going on. Uh, is this it? I believe this is it. Tonight, word of an untimely death. Kurt Cobain was the lead singer of the group Nirvana. Their albums were bestsellers, their songs filled with images of despair and violence. One lyric, the sun is gone, but I have a light, the day is done, so I'm having fun. Yeah, so on still all the artists they perform a song from Nirvana. Screw it. Have everybody just do the whole set. I was gonna do that, but you know what? That'd have been too hard, man. No, screw it. Asking everybody to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would like that. I mean Right? I would totally like that. I mean I've been Nirvana. I've been listening to Unplugged. Nirvana, Nirvana or Alice in Chains. Yeah, right. Lane Staley passed away uh, today too, and they were both, I believe, born in 1967. Am I not mistaken by the same year? Uh, that I don't know. That's quite they, possible. They died. Uh, I think it was eight years apart, though. It was a tragic death for him, man. He he like wasted away in that apartment. I read. Uh, oh yeah, he was there for a few days before he was he he was found. Yeah. Terrible, man. Yeah. With the the Kurt thing, like he died today, apparently on April 5th. Mm hmm. So he he was in that place for three days before Gary Smith goes there. Like, yeah, I've watched all the um, conspiracy films, and you know what I mean. Like, I still like even now at age forty, like I still don't know, and it don't really matter now. It used to matter to me, but now I'm like, look, you can't bring him back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so like <clears throat> it is what it is. You know what I mean? But um, hey, Doodle, what's up, man? Hope you're well too. Uh, hey, Nadine. And yes, I will not uh, mispronunciate uh, the name of the fantastic pizza place, Dan the Shua. Dan the Shua. Dan the Shua. Dan the Shua. I still remember um, when um, that day happened. I remember like that whole like episode. You know, I think we were in the middle school, right? And it was just a weird time, man, because it was like, no, we were in high school, bro. Was it high school? Yeah, we were. Uh, we were freshmen. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. We were freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like like the first time like it was like a fluke and like he overdosed in Rome and then mm -hmm. he was dead until I got home. So I took a whole like car ride home thinking he's dead. Plus I'm also 14 years old at this time and like I'm not in touch with my feelings quite yet. You know what I mean? I'm a boy and a man at the same time. I found out he's not dead and then selfishly I was like, oh, I'll still see him at Lollapalooza. And I remember that emotion too more than most. Like it's just like been like, oh, I could still see him perform. And then like thinking like, you know, there was no TMZ. There was no way of um, determining who did it. You know what I mean? Like or what, how he was doing. I know that um, from reading the biographies that he, the police were called there again. Courtney called the cops because he locked himself in the room with some guns. 
And uh, shortly thereafter, I guess, you know, he disappeared. They couldn't find him. Uh, Benny here says that um, Courtney did it. <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> Some people may think that uh, El Duce did it if they watched the Curtin Courtney um, documentary. But I mean, like, the thing is, though, in the scheme of it, he was a depressed man. And I was talking about earlier with mental illness, right? With mental illness, the thing that's hard is you can never tell what somebody's going through, man. You can't. And with Kurt's situation, he was dealing with that for a long time. He had a really troubled childhood. Um, his dad was kind of a dick. His mom had a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like a classic scenario for somebody to grow up depressed. You know what I mean? And the fact that, I mean, in Rome, he individually unwrapped all those sleeping pills. That to me is somebody who doesn't want to live anymore. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like if there is a conspiracy, great. But at the same time, this was a man who was tormented, you know, mm -hmm. uh, coincidentally, too, with Montage of Heck. Um, you saw that, Doc, right, Kev? Mm hmm. So uh, for the 11 people or whoever's watching right now, interesting thing about that, man. I'll tell the story one more time. The film comes out, right? And I'm in the middle of the Bobcast, like, and it's, like, fifth year or whatever. And, like, I'm trying to get all these, like, I used to, like, go out and, like, actively pursue celebrities. I had a couple on the show. I stopped doing that because I don't want to talk to celebrities. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to people who I can relate to. But at that time, I was, like, actively pursuing um, anything, right? So this film comes out, Montage of Hector's this director. His name is Brett Morgan. He did this film called Crossfire Hurricane with the Rolling Stones. You know, I'm looking forward to the film. I got a subscription to HBO. Okay. I watch HBO on Sundays. Film comes out on a Friday, I believe. And I watched it on a Tuesday. I downloaded it illegally from the internet. So I did steal it. And that's my fault. But I just needed to see what the film was about before it got ruined in social media with all the reviews. Right. Mm -hmm. So I watch it. I send him a quick message. I say, hey, man, I uh, really enjoyed the film. It was inspiring. Thank you very much. Can't remember it because I deleted the tweet. Go to lay down. My DMs and Twitter start blowing up. It's the director of Montage of Heck, and he is pissed off at me, dude. So pissed off, in fact, that he gives me his cell phone number. It's still on my phone right now. We could probably call him right now. He won't pick up. But I called him, and I swear to God, I wish I had my microphone, but I was a school teacher then, and I needed to get to sleep. He reamed me out, dude. High as shit on something for like at least 10 minutes, <laughs> saying that I was stealing his stealing his his way of life and people like me were pieces of shit and dude i was like conflicted as all hell because i'm a huge nirvana fan i have love for kurt cobain and then the director of this film is calling me like you know all these names and then like i tried to like, explain to him like look man i have hbo i paid for this but i wanted to watch it because i'm a podcaster or whatever you know and like he didn't have it and then eventually he said that he would come back on the show he would come on the on the bobcast and then he just straight up said, nah, nah, I'm not picking up the phone no more. But uh, hey, Brett Morgan, still here, bro. You want to hey, Brett Morgan, go fuck yourself. You said it. <laughs> but, you know, okay. I, I just think, too, like if you watch that film Montage of Heck, it doesn't it's not a really good film about Nirvana or Kurt. It's very dark. It's I mean, yes, it paint. It, it really does paint the picture that he was a depressed man who mm -hmm. wanted to commit suicide. It was a very difficult scene to watch when he was high on the roof in his pajamas and he can barely keep his head up when he's trying to have Courtney cut his kid's hair. But, like, where's the film where, like, just – did you ever see Live Tonight sold out? No, I don't think so. I have. If you get a chance, if the people who are watching it, they want to watch something cool with Kurt, watch that. It's <clears> a great Nirvana film. It celebrates Nirvana. Like, the film that we need to see is, like, about a band who in the early 90s comes in 
and just completely changes the whole musical landscape. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, I would make that movie, dude. Yeah. I would love to see that movie. And like, I just don't think we will because they want to paint him as this like martyr. They want to do this. Dude was depressed, man. He grew up in an area of the country too where drugs were rampant. You know what I mean? Like, and he just got himself, you know, messed up, dude. Like having an addiction problem and also being the biggest celebrity in the world is gotta be a nightmare, dude. Like, yeah. so yeah, I want to give him uh, some props on Wednesday when we do the top of the world 10. Awesome. Love it. Can't wait to tune in and hear what, uh, what the acts have in store. And I'm hoping that Steve Schaller pulls out some, uh, at least one red King classic. You've been asking for two weeks now. Yeah. It's not, it's not a difficult, it's not a, Hard cast ass. Steve has some great chops. He's selling himself short if he thinks he can't, um, you know, belt out a Red King tune on what his own. Be, what would be the song that you would want to hear? Huh? What would be the Red King song that you would want to hear first? Oh, I mean, well, what, on their album Woke Up, Little Sally Dreamer was one that he he sang lead on. You know, so I just requested that one. I didn't know if it was a simple one for him to do. But um, uh, let me see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. What's up, Isaac? Mr. Isaac Benjamin Windle. I wonder how Isaac's doing doing all this. I gotta get Isaac on the show. Yeah, man. I put pants on today, man. Jeans, I was saying here. <laughs> I put uh I couldn't find my belt. I couldn't find my belt for a good twenty minutes. And I found my belt and um I'm happy to report that uh it still fits. And uh, I still got I still got love for black jeans. I love black jeans. I think I think uh, I think he could I think he could pull off "Baby in the Air." He he has a vocal track on "Baby in the Air" as well. I think he could pull off the whole song himself. Yeah, "Baby in the Air" was a good one. He's very talented. Very talented. I think he could pull it off under the circumstances of us being quarantined. So come on, come on, Steve. We're gonna be quarantined for a while, man. I don't think it's gonna yeah. end in April. I only say it because I'm a fan. That's so that's you know that's all I'm looking for. But yeah, um, for people who are watching, um, contact me in the DMs if you don't have a mask. My wife is making masks. This is what my mask looks like. It's tight. This is like dental floss or something. It's at the front of it. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> uh, she was like, "Which one do you like?" I was like, "Ooh, I like that red one." And she's like, "That's not for you. That's for a girl." I was like, "Forget that." <laughs> but yeah if you need um a mask uh hit me up my wife's making them and um yeah i mean i'm, I'm down to trade if you got uh <laughs> these are the things i need pizza pizza i need listerine and i need uh hair ties i'm out of hair ties you know but hey uh shout out to brett tally he's going live uh at five o'clock today i believe on facebook and he's also going to be performing at top of the world 10 uh, I still I have like four slots left, so I got performers from eleven o'clock to ten thirty at night. There's four slots left. Okay? okay. Also, Brett, if you're watching, I tried to you know throw the hook in the water for Mr. John Fay to come on the show. See if you can you know reel him in there for me. You know what I mean? I would love to see him do a Nirvana song. And uh, I hope everybody's safe. I hope you're safe too, Kev. Yep. Thanks, brother. I think we should just do this every Sunday at this time. You know what I mean? Like we'll just come in. You know weekends do the live show chat with people just come right into your home right into my home my god dude i looked up and i was like what is that it's my disgusting fucking face I Jesus, was, this hair is crazy 
dog, I'm telling you, it's time to grow your hair back. Okay? Take it back to 94. Oh, my God. You know? You'll be okay. I'll be okay. And I hope we go in the pool. See that black ring he's got on there, ladies and gentlemen? He lost it in the well of our pool once, which is about yeah. deep. And being that my vision has held up all these years, I was able to spot it. I went down to the bottom, and I came up with it. And I remember when I came up with it, I was like, wait a minute, why is this like rubber? And you're like, yo, bro, I've got multiple rings. And I was like, what? <laughs> yep. What are they called again? Silicone ring. Uh, E-N-S-O. Yeah, silicone rings are what's up, dude. Yeah. See, the problem with me growing long hair again, too, is I'm very gray on the sides here, dude. You have. I mean, I am, too. But you get to hide it. Look at this. Stop. Stop. All right. I'm blessed. You've been blessed that you do not have a plethora of gray hair in your in your quaff. I, on the other hand, have not. So I mean, it is what it is. It's I've embraced the gray, dude. I I just uh, was probably like, I don't know, thirty two, thirty three. I was like, screw it. I'm just I'm just going. I'm just gray. Whatever. It is what it is. So what? You broke your shoulder and then you got gray at the same time. <laughs> No, I was going gray, and I used to color it. I used to, I used to dye it black. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I started going gray when I was twenty-one. That's interesting, because you know what I was thinking? Like, I would love to dye my hair right now. I want. I used to have it red back in the day. Yeah. Like, I want it red again, and mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how to go about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm pretty sure if my wife heard me right now, she would be like, "You're not dyeing your hair red." But <laughs> like, uh, one time I dyed it red, and it was so it came out wrong. I don't mm -hmm. do it, and it came out like I don't have any color. Like, uh, yeah, I do actually. The color of this construction paper was the color of my hair. Like, <laughs> if you're a fan of the '80s cartoon show Gem, then you know exactly what I look like. And uh, I remember I was working at Panera Bread at the time. You know, mm -hmm. and you had to wear a hat, and I remember. Uh, not really caring to hide it too much, right? But one day, like, I took off my hat, and I had this manager. He – Was it Brian? He, huh? Was it Brian? Brian wouldn't dare to say what this guy said. <laughs> this guy was, like, talking trash about my hair, talking trash about, like, my masculinity. Oh. And, yeah, and – um, I love hair. So, I, so the prerequisite to the story, this manager, right, he was, like, this type of dude who, like, when his shift was over – like he would just untuck his shirt to let you know that he was done for the day, right? Oh, so after all the shit on my hair, I was like, I was like, hey, bro, you're done for the day, right? Why don't you untuck your shirt? And everybody on the line knew it because we all joked about it. Everybody started cracking up laughing. <laughs> he got what he deserved because he decided to make fun of a pink-haired rocker boy. <laughs> don't do that stuff, man. Don't make fun of people because they want to express themselves, man. And dog, if you want to be done for work, Keep your shirt tucked in, okay? <laughs> you know that when you're the boss and you're making all the money, right? Yeah, that guy sounds. I don't. I don't know him personally. I do. I'll send you his information once the show's but he over. Sounds like a dick. Now, I actually I saw him at Brian's wedding uh, years ago, and we kind of made peace. But uh, yeah, whatever, dude. And that's just the thing too is um, essential workers, dude. All the people who are out there right now doing jobs that you know you never thought in a million years you'd be put in this situation, right? Except for Dunkin' Donuts, dude. You guys need to close down, dude. I don't understand that at all. Do wearing a mask, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, with the gloves. Like, what are you doing, man? You're in the hazmat suit to go get yourself, you know, one of them ice drinks. Like, stay home. You want to get caffeinated? Get some green apples, dude. They caffeinate you more or get you more jacked up. <laughs>
But yeah, this has been a fun show. We'll wrap things up and get ready for my big evening. Um, <gasps> for my evening, I'm going to go on vacation to the west ward of my house. Nice. Uh, I'm thinking about watching TV in a different room tonight to switch it up. Put some different pants on. I did. I'm wearing. I told you, I'm wearing black jeans with a belt, dude. Belt, yeah. In the black jeans and the belt tonight to see how it feels, just for the hell of it, you know. Yeah. But uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll do this absolutely. Everybody today. Thank you very much, Kevto, uh, Liz, and Liam. I said, "What's up?" All right, homie. Look forward to giving you a hug in person. Love you. I love you too, man. This has been another episode of Bobcast. Ah, ah, ah. Ha, ha, ha.